<laughs> Does that put out gamma rays or anything? Oh, what is that? You know, it's a it's an audio record audio recorder. We're doing an episode for NPR. Every time I open my mouth, I get into trouble. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we did, if you guys did your magic on it, I'm sure it could do a lot of other cool things. Though, if that's we could try. Would you yeah. work on that? Uh, yeah, I got a hammer right over there. <laughs> 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 Hi, Paul, Mike, Echo Delta. Hi, Paul, Mike, Echo Charlie on the ground. Hi, Paul, Mike, Echo Charlie on the ground. You're listening to the Flight Follow Podcast. Hello and welcome to Flight Follow. I'm Jen Wolf. And I'm Nathan Jones. And today we're doing something a little different. I'm co-hosting this episode with Nathan, which I think will be really fun. He's our social media guy here at MEF. Yeah, uh, give us a follow at MAF underscore US if you want. Uh, today's episode is all about airplane maintenance. Um, it's something that on my side of, uh, of the, the headquarters office, I don't get a whole lot of firsthand experience in, uh, but it was a blast to be able to chat with some of our uh, gifted mechanics here at MAF headquarters. Let's start by listening into an interview that you did with our editor, Lim Malabuyo, over in the hangar. Let's do it. My name is Roger Clark, and I'm a mechanic, airplane mechanic. In MAF, we call that a maintenance specialist. Cool. Um, and how long have you been serving with MAF? Uh, almost 20 years now. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, where have you served? Uh, we started out our MAF career up in North Africa in Mali. Cool. Served four years there, and then 15 years down in Lesotho in Southern Africa. Awesome. And how long have you been here in uh, at headquarters? We've been at headquarters three and a half years now. Great. Great. Um, what projects are you working on right now? Well, right now we're standing in the uh, maintenance training hangar where we have three Cessna 206s. These are exact replicas of the 206s that we fly around the world, um, like the five or six of them I worked on in Lesotho. Um, and so we use those to train our new pilots. Uh, we don't train guys from the ground up how to fly, but we train them how to mountain fly in an MAF airplane in an MAF environment by MAF standards using a, a really close replica of what their airplane on the field would be like. So I take care of those airplanes. And during our training season, which is now through for the end of the fall, the guys come back every day at about three o'clock and I fix what's broken so that they can go out at eight o'clock the next morning. That's awesome, that's awesome. Um, and what would you say, if, if you could say that your work here, um, how does that translate to the field? Like how does your place here help the field long-term? Well, I think one of the big benefits that I have personally working in this hangar, and we, we'd have different jobs here for mechanics. I could be doing something else that would be totally different. And for a lot of years, I was next door refurbishing old airplanes that would go back to the field or getting new airplanes ready to go to the field. And there's a much clearer connection there. But when you have your hands right on the airplane that's going to go to the field, and that was really fun. I enjoyed that. What I really enjoy about uh, working on the training side is I get to meet all the new guys before they go out. So um, there'll be three or four guys every three or four months that'll come through. And um, you know, every morning I'm making sure they're ready, the airplane's ready to go. And then every afternoon I'm standing here at the door when they get back. And um, I just really enjoy that. I enjoy that connection that um, I'm needed um, and that I can provide a service to those guys that they don't have to wonder, is my airplane gonna be ready in the morning? Is it gonna be like it was when I left it? Will it be better, will it be worse? Um, they can just count on the fact that we'll have it ready for them. 
So let me set this next part up um, with Roger. I asked him if there was ever a time where he was doing maintenance on a plane and discovered something major, um, something that, that could have been um, catastrophic, um, something that, that he realized, wow, that could have been really bad. Um, this was a this was a fun little segment of our of our interview. You know, those are the things that we try to avoid by preventative maintenance, is that we don't have surprises when we do our inspections. We do a ton of preventative maintenance. So you just don't often see that same level of, ooh, man, I'm sure glad I found this. You just don't see it as often. Now it's there occasionally, you know, especially probably more our field airplanes than the, the airplanes here at headquarters, because these are really babied. Whereas our field airplanes are flying trucks, basically. So yeah, you might get one back at the end of the day where you're like, hey, look at this, you know, a stick poked all the way through your horizontal stabilizer, like the little wing in the back. Oh. You know, like a stick is all the way through it. You're just like, man, I just, I don't know how that happened. You know, you just landed on a rough runway, something got kicked up, poked a stick through it or a gem. Sometimes a rock will just go all the way through and you're like, you know, you weren't going to fall out of the sky, but yeah, I mean, we, we we use them really hard. And so you find stuff like that, but rarely in an MAF airplane did I ever look at it and go, well, this has been crummy and dirty for a long time. You know, it shouldn't be like that. You just don't see that too much. Wow, that speaks really well for the maintenance and upkeep our mechanics do. So Nathan, when we come back, I want to share some highlights from another interview I did recently here at MAF headquarters. Sounds good. Well, I sat down with Brent Halverson. He's an MEF prefielder, which means he's getting ready to serve with MEF as a maintenance specialist. Let's listen to him now. What kind of sold you on going with MEF? I will, like, I will try to keep the short. So it came from Liberty University, where I got biblical studies and aviation maintenance background without the intention of going into missions. Oh. Um, <laughs> yeah. Biblical studies because I was at a Christian university. It was the best place to get that education. Yeah. Aviation maintenance because I was already a mechanic and I didn't want to work on cars or motorcycles. Mm-hmm. So it was just kind of like, a, this is the next best thing. And some pilot players, hey, you should check this out. Mm-hmm. Um, so got through that and we were working with a team of guys from Liberty to go into church planning. Moved to Boise um, and couldn't find work for about six months. Um, I'm a doer, as you might imagine. So mm-hmm. I couldn't sit around the house very long. Um, I made it two weeks until I remembered that Brian B. Hall, one of our MAF recruiters on the East Coast, had come to our class and given this hour-long presentation on MAF, and I ignored every word he said except for Idaho. That's all I heard. I was like, I know where I'm going. Like, God has clearly made a path. I am going to do church planning. Uh Clearly not, but (laughs) um, like I knew what I was doing in my college wisdom. Yeah, so Brent is actually going to be based at our hangar here in Nampa. Um, and several months out of the year, he'll travel to overseas programs uh, to help with maintenance projects um, all over the world. So kind of the opposite of the guys we spoke to in the hangar here, who were in the field first, then moved over here um, towards the tail end. Yeah, and the cool thing is, there hasn't been a position like this before. The candidacy team had been praying for someone for a few years who could do this very thing, as our programs really need mechanics. And Brent posed the idea to a recruiter, and that's when the team discovered Brent was the person they've been praying for this whole time. It was pretty crazy. I know. Brent had done a two-month mission trip to Mozambique when he was in college, and he actually repaired a fleet of Toyota trucks for another organization. It was the first time he really made the connection that he could use his mechanical skills to help further God's kingdom. He had thought about missions at the time and could kind of see it, but then he got sidetracked by uh, the church planting idea. 
And a few years later, all the pieces came together. Now he's speaking at churches in hopes to find people who will join his team. Let's play another clip about that next. And I talked to a pastor that I grew up with back in Virginia a couple months ago, and he remembers flying on MAF planes down in South America in the 60s and 70s when he was going on mission trips. Mm. So you up and say, hey, I'm with MAF now. Like I was raised here. She goes, I know about you guys. And just seeing people light up. Mm-hmm. And some people are just so excited that, you know, we may not be the ones necessarily going out and translating the Bibles or, you know, mm-hmm. seeing the end of the harvest, but we're the ones that make the harvest possible to us. Like we're, we're responsible for that chunk. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. A lot of us are introverts. A lot of us are quiet. A lot of us are mechanics. <laughs> yeah. Like we may not have necessarily what we would consider to be the people skills, mm-hmm. but God turned a bunch of Moseses into a bunch of Aaron's and lets <laughs> us go out and get fundraising done and go and, you know, do our own ministry to a different type of people. It's unique. Nobody else really does this, mm-hmm. at least not to the extent that we do. Brent is definitely a character and he doesn't really strike me as an introvert. No, not at all. It seems like God's been working um, in Brent throughout this whole process. Let's catch to the end of his interview. What's the biggest change personally that you've had since you've started this journey with MEF? That's a deep question. Is it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> maybe, maybe, I don't know. Well, don't go too deep. I mean, just whatever you well, want to well, share. That's, that's the only way to go. <laughs> um, yeah, transitioning out of the corporate industry. Um, I come from high-stress, corporate-driven aviation. So we're talking customers where a $50,000 one-way flight isn't bad because they're $35 million jets down for maintenance. Um, It's the top half of the top half percent of the wealthiest people in the world that afford these kind of jets. Those are the people I was serving, and that was the stress. But in that industry, you deal with a lot of stressed out, burned out, generally just negative, angry people. Um, I haven't met a lot of very happy aircraft mechanics. It's just, it's part of the industry, you know? Um, So moving, transitioning from a environment of hostility and aggression where you have to shut your heart off as a protective measure for your own sanity Mm -hmm. to a position where my job is now to share my heart and soul with everybody that I meet. Told you this was going deep. Yeah, wow. <laughs> this is where I live. So um, transitioning to that and being open from a heart and soul stance all the time mm-hmm. is very challenging. I don't really have a choice. <laughs> like, this is just what's happening. Yeah. And it's learning to catch up to what God's doing. Yeah. Mm, that's deep. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where my brain sits. That's where I'm at right now. You asked. That was such a fun interview. Brent is so full of joy, always laughing, you know. I think the guys in the hangar are going to love working with him. I think you're right. I think we will too over here. Speaking of the hangar, let's jump back over to the hangar um, and hear from the guys who are on the maintenance side, find out what they're up to. And talk about funny, I think Brent will fit right in. Great. I can't wait to hear the rest of your interviews. 
Does that put out gamma rays or anything? Oh. You know, it's a it's an audio record audio recorder. We're doing uh, an episode for NPR. Every time I open my mouth, I get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure if we did, if you guys did your magic on it, I'm sure I could do a lot of other cool things. You know, we could try. Would you yeah. work on it? Uh, yeah, I got a hammer right over there. <laughs> <laughs> because it's plain maintenance campaign time, we wanted to come in here and see if any mechanics wanted to. Say a few words for. This is a bad day for me to say a few words. <laughs> so I won't explain that. His but word, if you'd like to, you, you're good. You don't want to hear his words, or. <laughs> okay, so what do you want to talk about? It's just like three pretty quick questions, um, just kind of getting an, an idea of what you're working on um, right now, and and kind of stuff like that. So. But all you got to do is say a few words. Okay. What's your name? Well, yeah, we're doing. We're recording for a podcast, so we, because it's plate maintenance, we were thinking of coming in here, talking some mechanics about just their work and yeah. the importance of what they do for I mean, okay. So, but I mean, just whoever wants who wants to do it, there's no pressure to do it. Gosh, those guys are hilarious. Those are some of our guys over in the maintenance hangar. Let's take a listen. My name's Rob. I've been with MAF about 20 years. I've served in Ecuador. I've served in Central Asia. I've served in Haiti. That's about the majority besides short trips. Awesome. Awesome. And uh, what projects are you guys working on right now? What are you working on specifically recently? Well, I'm one of the lucky ones that gets to do one big project, and it's called V2 Track. So in the old days, I'm a communications guy, so in the old days we had these old scratchy radios that were almost a nuisance to the pilots. They wouldn't work half the time and it was the way that we'd keep track of their positions. So nowadays uh, we have more modern technology and the project I'm working on at the present moment is to put in a system that uses satellites and cell networks and uh, to to transmit the data. And then all that gets fed into a web page where we can track our pilots. This is a very convenient time to do this project because they they just, everything happens automatically. They don't have to bother with a radio. How do you see uh, your work here um, being like a part of the, the kingdom work that's going on in the field? Yeah, well, um, this this particular project has a safety component. Um, it's not about just our pilots. Um, we also are concerned about the people and um, all the all the goods and things that we carry with us. We carry medical staff and um, emergency medical supplies. We do disaster response and all that. So. Um, we really care about our end users, and as, as we're getting safer and being able to communicate automatically through these systems, um, their safety is, is ensured as well. So uh, we, we definitely um, want to provide a good service, and the, the sooner that we can get the gospel out to the, to the nations through um, helping hands and, and doing, you know, bringing those frontline missionaries in, the better it is for us. Awesome. Well, thanks so much. That was, that was great. That's, uh, okay. that's all we got. That's well, awesome. I hope you can use it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. No, thank you. Great. Seriously, thank you. Thanks. <clears throat> oh, so Larry, now that. Uh... <laughs> You're fine. If you're going, right? To.
it's going. I'm Larry Whiting. I've been working with MAF for over 30 years, and uh, I've served in Indonesia, Southeast Asia, and I've made several trips this last year, four trips overseas to help various fields. I flew for many years, and uh, then I lost my uh, pilot's medical, so I went into maintenance. And I'm in the uh, special projects overhaul shop. I'm working on a 207 that flew in Haiti for many years, has a lot of corrosion, put new windows in it, uh, we're, uh, we'll remove as much corrosion as we can, a new engine, uh, we're re-skinning the tail surfaces, and we'll put it all back together with new fuel bladders and send it back to Haiti for many more years of service. It's been a very faithful airplane there. Awesome, awesome. What are the call letters of that one? The H H L L S. Awesome. Lima Lima Sierra. Cool. And yeah. So from when you had got you got from Haiti here to the time it's going to go back to Haiti, how much time will that be? You think you? It will probably be approximately a year, maybe a year and a half. It depends because this is a smaller aircraft and they have aircraft operating there. Our uh, aircraft that come in and out sometimes take priority over this. We have a Kodiak that will be arriving today and so all hands will be on that, working on that for a while and then back to this. So okay. um, it, it'll take longer than if we had a full crew of people working on it all the time. Where's that Kodiak coming from? The Kodiak is one of two that we purchased. I believe it was uh, just ferried across the Pacific from Japan, and it will come here. It's a relatively new aircraft. We'll be removing the air conditioning system and doing some of our mods and then send it off to the paint shop. Awesome, awesome. Um, and uh, what would you say is, is a connection between the work that you guys are doing here and that you specifically are doing here and the work that's going on in the field, the, the kingdom work that's going on there? Uh, since I got here in Nampa, I've worked on aircraft that serve in basically every country that MAFUS serves around the world, uh, in East DRC, in the Congo, in, uh, in Mozambique, where they're now doing the flood, uh, f the disaster response. I've worked on that airplane, preparing it for the field, aircraft in Indonesia, and all around the world, really. That's awesome. That's awesome. You got anything else? Yeah, it sounds like you have a. It sounds like you have a, a, more of a worldwide impact being here than you did when you were working out in the field when you were at a specific program. Do you feel that way too? Yeah, I feel that way too. I work on a lot of different aircraft that go all over the place, and I've also, like I said, gone on several short trips to help in the field. Um, just about everyone in the hangar has, and so we have impact more than here in every field around the world. And uh, then we also have impact to be able to go and help at those fields when they need the help. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Awesome. Awesome. Great. That's great. Thanks, Larry. You're welcome. Thank you. That was awesome. Well, it's been so fun to talk with some of our mechanics here at MEF headquarters and to hear their hearts for how they're using their technical skills for God's kingdom. And it's been fun to co-host with you, Nathan. Yeah, that was a blast doing the interviews, learning a little bit more about the, the plane maintenance side of our stuff. Super fun. Hope we can do this again sometime. Hopefully you'll let me come back. Oh, I will. <laughs> you can be sure of it. <laughs> Flight Follow is a production of Mission Aviation Fellowship, where we use aviation and technology 
to bring the love of Jesus Christ to isolated people. To learn more about this unique ministry, visit maf.org, where you'll find the latest news and stories from our programs around the world, read updates from our missionaries, and learn about job and volunteer opportunities. You can also find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And be sure to follow our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Special thanks to Roger Clark, Brent Halverson, Rob, and Larry Whiting, and to the awesome team that brings these episodes together. Tracy Worry, our Director of Marketing and Communication, Chris Burgess, our Communication and Media Manager, and Lem Malabuyo, our Editor. Thanks for listening to Flight Follow. Until next time, for Jen Wolf, this is Nathan Jones, signing clear. Thank you.